there will always be multiple perspectives. It's the acceptance that, you know, we will disagree. Disagreements is, it's normal. It's part of being married. But I think the important thing for me as well is how you go about, you know, dealing with those disagreements, how you sort of uh, resolve issues between the two of you. And I think I alluded to it earlier as well when I said that, you know, we kind of view the world through our own lenses. And that sort of like, you know, informs how we act, how we behave, how we communicate to one another. And I guess for me, something that I've learned is that, you know, if you really want to, to be able to communicate successfully with each other, is to stop and, and almost, you know, pause and watch the other. Watch how that person or what that person does, you know, for you, to you, to make you feel good. And it may not always have the desired effect, but it is about the other person's intention. Because usually we communicate in a way um, in which we're wanting others to communicate to us. But um, how the other person reciprocates, you know, comes from, like, like you said, comes from their perspective, comes from their culture, comes from their um, upbringing. Welcome to His and Hers, where we talk about marriage and explore the power of perspective. I'm your host, Halima. So we are in season two of His and Hers, yay! And in season two, I am talking to divorced women about the perspective, about their perspective on marriage, what they learned about marriage, and what they wish they knew. So season two is all about us learning marriage lessons from divorced women. They have so many lessons to share with us and I'm so grateful that they're willing to share. Alhamdulillah. I have some awesome news. Alhamdulillah. I wrote a book. It's something really close to my heart and it's almost ready to be set out, set free uh, to the world, inshallah. The title of the book is Soft and Strong and it's about finding yourself, connecting with our inner strength as women, um, while also connecting with Allah and our husbands. Keep an eye out for more information about when you can purchase the book, inshallah. If you have any topics, um, marriage related, that you would be interested in learning more about, or if you or anyone you know would like to share their marriage story and marriage lessons with us, please let me know. Your life lessons are not meant to be kept to yourself. So many sisters could benefit from your wisdom and your journey, inshallah. You may email me at halimadavids at gmail.com. That's G-A-L-E-E-M-A-D-A-V-I-D-S at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Facebook, also uh, Halima David. G-A-L-E-E-M-A-D-A-V-I-D-S at gmail.com. I'll leave all the contact information in the description. So let's get on with the show. 
Today on His and Hers, I'm talking to Rashida Rahman about the three biggest lessons marriage has taught her. Welcome to His and Hers, Rashida. Assalamu alaikum, Jazakallah Halima. I'm humbled and honored to be here. Thank you so much for the invite. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. You are welcome. I'm so excited to learn from you and to hear your story and to benefit uh, from your journey. At the beginning of the show, I like to start with gratitude. So what is the one thing that you are super grateful for? There's so many things that I'm super grateful for, but if I had to choose one, ultimately it is the love of family, um, you know, and, and that takes shape and form in, you know, my four children. They are the closest family that um, I have at this stage. I spend most of my moments with them, but there's just so many things that I have to be grateful for. Um, another beautiful day, um, you know, the blessings that I've been bestowed with from the Almighty. I'm truly grateful for all that. Um, my wonderful mum, my siblings, but definitely if I were to describe it in a sentence, it's the love and acceptance of family. MashaAllah, there really is so much to be grateful for, and especially when we have family, um, there's so many blessings in that subhanAllah. And I too am super grateful for my family. Alhamdulillah. Okay, so let's get on with the show. Could you take us, um, give us a bit of a history of, of where you started um, with regards to your marriage uh, story or your, your marriage journey? So my story started uh, many, many years ago. In fact, I got married at a very young age, um, at the age of 21. Um, I'm the mother of four beautiful children, all from my first marriage. I've been divorced um, three times, uh, unfortunately. However, I did not come out of it, you know, not having learned anything. So Alhamdulillah, I stay grateful for the experience. I stay grateful to the Almighty for showing me uh, my strength and for seeing me through all of this. Wow, I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to learn from your life experiences. So tell us about your first biggest marriage lesson. I think perhaps some of the most important lessons that I've actually learned um, from marriage, like they say, always happens afterwards. Um, but I guess one of the most important that I'd like to share with people is don't ever stay in an abusive relationship, especially not for the sake of the children. You not only do yourself an, a disservice or an injustice, as much as you think you're doing it for the kids, actually what you're doing is you're doing them a disservice as well. Sometimes staying is actually far more harmful for the children than leaving. Um, I've had that experience with my kids. Fortunately, alhamdulillah, healing is a process. I don't quite know if it ever stops. It's an evolution, but alhamdulillah, we are all on our way to, you know, to healing and to seeing things differently. Um, but I must say that the children have not come out unscathed. So if you have, you know, specific instincts, listen to your gut. If you feel that the marriage is not right, be brave enough and walk out. 
ensure that you've got a support infrastructure that you've built it up during the marriage and and kind of just you know don't try and rationalize why you should stay listen to your heart and do what is best for you and do what is best for your children as well subhanallah healing truly um is a process an ongoing process and i think so is strength and you talked a bit about strength about um how you need to get the strength you know to figure out what is important and what is important for you and what is important for the children how does a woman um get that strength where does it come from how what's the starting point to just grab onto that strength and figure out what it is that is best for yourself um in in the situation where, where your marriage is going kind of um downward um south Halima, for me, it starts with the concept of self-love and often we don't actually know what self-love uh, means. It is not being the sacrificial lamb and, you know, um, trying to, to do what pleases everyone else, but sometimes it's about filling your own cup so that you're able to, you know, share that with others. Um, so I guess, yeah, for me, strength comes from self-love. And it's only when we have self-love that we can actually find that strength to do what we believe is right for not only ourselves, but our children as well. So really just being in tune with yourself and knowing what, trusting that you know what is best for yourself. What is the second biggest lesson you've learned through marriage? The second biggest lesson I've learned is about communication and um, in fact talks to exactly you know what you stand for um, Halima perspective. We communicate differently, we, we view the world through different lenses and as husband and wife we come from completely or totally different perspectives and I think the important thing is that we understand the whole idea of multiple perspectives and that, you know, communication is not just a language, it's it's more than speaking the same language. It's how we do things, it's our culture, it's our backgrounds, it's our expectations, it's, you know, the meaning we give to things. Um, and it's extremely important if you are going to have a, a successful marriage. SubhanAllah, this is so true and I'm also learning this all the time in my marriage. Um, the importance of communication and I think you know in the early stages or before marriage even we tend to have a different perspective of communication and I think like you alluded to strength um, that is ongoing and healing that is ongoing and even communication you know um, we learn so much more as as the marriage progresses we learn about communication we learn about how we choose or how we prefer to communicate and how our husband you know chooses to communicate and and what is effective and what is not effective and so on um, on that point on that point um, I'm learning something really um, really powerful for me you know how we so often we look for um, common ground all the time within any relationship, um, especially with the most important, one of the most important relationships that we have with our husband, you know, our marriage. We look for common ground, we look for um, uh, agreements, um, uh, we look for, you know, we, we, we are on the same page. But I feel like um, that is not the, the sort of the testing ground or the 
the most powerful, I think, um, lessons come into play or the most powerful um, ways of us using our skills and and really checking in with ourselves how much we really um, understand how much we really have empathy all of these things I think come into play when we disagree you know when we are not able to see um, when we are not able to to have when we, when we don't have the same perspective as our husband so what I'm saying is um, I'm learning that it's not always that important to have the same opinion um, and to agree, you know, um, it is beauty and this um, magic that happens when you have two different opinions and when you still can understand um, the other person, when you, when you still can understand the other person, even through your disagreements, even through your differences of opinion, even through your um, differences of, of doing things and, and so on. So um, I think that's an important lesson for us to learn in our marriages that we don't have to always have the same way of looking about, um, looking at things. We don't have to have the same way of doing things. Um, we don't have to have the same perspective in order to have a harmonious marriage. I couldn't have said it better, Halima. I think you hitting the nail on the head. I agree with you 100%. Um, you know, I guess it's the acceptance that there will always be multiple perspectives. It's the acceptance that, you know, we will disagree. Disagreements is, it's normal. It's part of being married. But I think the important thing for me as well is how you go about, you know, dealing with those disagreements, how you sort of uh, resolve issues between the two of you. And I think I alluded to it earlier as well when I said that, you know, we kind of view the world through our own lenses and that sort of like, you know, informs how we act, how we behave, how we communicate to one another. And I guess for me, something that I've learned is that, you know, if you really want to, to be able to communicate successfully with each other is to stop and, and almost, you know, pause and watch the other, watch how that person or what that person does, you know, for you, to you, to make you feel good. And it may not always have the desired effect, but it is about the other person's intention. Because usually we communicate in a way um, in which we're wanting others to communicate to us. But um, how the other person reciprocates, you know, comes from, like, like you said, comes from their perspective, comes from their culture, comes from their um, upbringing. And I guess um, it's one of the reasons why, you know, respect was such an important uh, factor for me um, as well. Because if you can respect that we are, you know, completely different human beings with different views and different perspectives and you know there's a thing called collaboration what what sort of happens if you you know more than communicate and speak the same language you actually do it in such a way that you have empathy for one another and you collaborate and you're kind of like you know as long as the goalposts, i guess or the goals um you know are similar or, or are shared uh, I guess the possibilities are, are, are endless. SubhanAllah, there's so much wisdom in, in your words. And I feel that it's also important, um, just when I was listening to you, I was thinking it's so important that we remember that every action has an intention behind it. And sometimes um, we, we take the action um, we interpret it according to our understanding, but it might mean something completely different to the other person, you know, like your husband might have the intention of, of meeting your desire of, um, 
I'm really giving you what you want, but it might come out in a completely different way than what you had in your head. For instance, my husband often, um, he tries to clean up the kitchen, you know, but um, not at the, not in, in the way that I would. And then it's so quick to just, um, to just not appreciate that act for what it is. But his intention was to to gift me with a beautiful clean up cleaned up kitchen, you know. So um, so the intention behind the action is so so important, and for us to just value that intention um, speaks volumes, and it can do so much to um, to just nourish um, the relationship, inshallah. Mashallah. May your marriage always be blessed, Halima. I think you are so fortunate that your husband does not mind getting his hands dirty in a sink full of dirty dishes. <laughs> I know my sons can't even do that. So, yeah, um, you you once again, um, you know, hitting the nail on the head. Um, yeah, inshallah, the Almighty continue to bless both of you abundantly. Jazakallah. Amin, amin, amin. And I think part of that whole process of communicating happens even before the marriage. It happens in the form of your nikah contract. Talk about your expectations, talk about your finances, talk about the number of kids you want to have, how you're going to raise them, the roles and the responsibilities in your household. If you as the wife decide you know, to, to be at home, a stay-at-home mom and take care of the kids, what happens in the event of divorce? How does your husband then ensure or continue ensuring your well-being in the absence of you having uh, not built a career. I think, you know, hand in hand with that is that usually when it is a second marriage, um, debt, it's important that the couples talk about, you know, what debt they have and how they will sort of, uh, you know, deal with that. Is it going to be a partnership? Um, will he be seeing to his own debt? Is he going to be helping her? Will she be seeing to her her debt alone? Will she be helping him? Um, so those kind of things uh, we often don't think of before we get married, unless, of course, you know, um, we, we have the experience. Communication is so important and sometimes it can be scary to set foot in, in that direction because maybe we're not used to talking about these topics or maybe because of the seriousness and the sensitivity around these topics. Um, it is it is important though to just address the elephant in the room because sometimes that's the only way we we get any clarity. You know, and it's important to get that clarity. At the same time, I must add that I feel it's so important that we know what we are feeling before we um, we open our mouths, you know, so that we know exactly where we're at, what our boundaries are, and so that we first have clarity about what's happening um, inside of us before we communicate it to the next person. What is your third biggest marriage lesson? And I think the third most important lesson for me, Halima, is that more important than love in a marriage is respect, because respect is the foundation on which love is built. Without respect as couples, we actually have nothing. In fact, most times we get married because there's love, but um, we only find out afterward that the respect is lacking. If your potential partner or your husband 
disrespects you by calling you names, by not listening to your perspective, by not giving you an opportunity to say your view. Um, you know, those are important things that you need to factor in. Um, and to add to that, I, I really believe that if we lose respect for one another, you know, love sort of just dies, it flies out the window. Um, but if you, you sort of, you know, strengthen the respect that you have, you're not just strengthening the respect, but you're also strengthening the love. You're strengthening the bond of marriage. You're strengthening how you communicate. You're strengthening your ability to understand one another, to, you know, see things from the other's perspective rather than forcing your own um, onto each other. I love that you mentioned respect and respect starting with ourselves because that's where it all starts. You know, you won't um, be able to recognize when you are being disrespected if you don't um, have that respect for yourself first. Um, yeah. And sometimes we need to show the other person. Sometimes we have moments where we need to show the other person what respect looks like for us and how we um, expect to be respected. You know, and in so doing, um, like you said, that actually also um, that strengthens the love and that strengthens the bond in, in the long run and it strengthens the understanding between um, the husband and the wife. And then perhaps, you know, uh, last but not least, something that I want to share is even though I've had, you know, those experiences, um, I must say that marriage is an honor. It is truly an honor for both parties, you know, from an Islamic perspective, um, you know, from every perspective. So safeguarding your marriage, talking about things up front, um, ensuring that you, you know, definitely focus on the other's point of view, um, focus on perspectives, as I've suggested, um, understand where the other party is coming from. I think it's, you know, it takes a lot to make a marriage work. Um, but I guess at the foundation for me, I've learned is most definitely, definitely respect. Respect not just for the other party, but also respect for yourself. Uh, in that way as well, it gives you the, the strength to be able to walk out of something, um, especially if you're being, you know, um, hurt. You won't be able to identify also um, the abuse, you know, when it starts, because it starts off um, small, you know, so you you won't be able to pick up these little bits of, of abuse if, um, if you don't have that high regard for yourself. I agree with you once again, Halima, but at the same time, you know, it also goes back to trusting your instinct uh, because sometimes your gut and your heart, you know, knows before your head. And what we sort of do is we try to find excuses for wrong behavior. Uh, we try to rationalize and we try to justify because we're so determined uh, you know, about achieving a certain outcome. So you were taught all your life that you stay in a marriage no matter what. So so you go for that. That's what you sort of work with. And, and you know, the saying, you've made your bed, um, lay in it. Um, I guess, um, yeah, we've all heard that. We've, we're familiar with it. And I guess it goes back to, as you said, the, the concept of, um, you know, self-love. And yes, over time, it gets bigger uh, also in terms of abuse. It, it starts off with, you know, just little things, small things. And, um, you know, after a while, you start recognizing a pattern. And when you pick up that pattern, 
um, you know, stop and, 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 and truly reflect on it rather than, you know, trying to, as I said, justify or rationalize, um, you know, put yourself first. Understand that your well-being is just as important, that, you know, your well-being um, is something that's going to impact not only you, but it's going to impact those you love most, which is your kids uh, and your family as well. So, Hanawa, I hear you, and I feel like a big part of this problem um, and it's a problem and I feel like a big part of the solution to this problem is for us women to um, connect with each other and I find that that kind of support nourishes um, us as women and it goes even further to just nourish our relationships and our, our marriages and it helps us to identify when things are just when things have gone sour or when things are just not okay so true Halima building a network of support in a marriage is so important and what better way to do it than to build you know one another up as women than to inspire one another um, you know to motivate each other to almost draw strength and give strength to one another I don't think there is any better way and if you've got that kind of support structure um, in a marriage you know, it not only becomes easier in terms of dealing whatever potential issues or issues you may have, but at the same time, it also helps you, you know, to walk out if you are in an abusive marriage so that you don't feel forced um, to stay because you're alone and you've got no one or nowhere to go to. So, um, yeah, we definitely need to you know, stand up for one another. We need to stand together. Um, you know, we need to partner, inspire, motivate as women. And at the same time, you know, we also need to show respect for our male counterparts. I have, you know, fortunately two sons and two daughters, alhamdulillah, and they are equally uh, important and equally uh, critical. So the same advice I would give to a sister, I would give to a brother. So we've come to the end of the show and usually at the end of the show, I like to ask my guests, what is the one thing that they wish men knew? That's a very challenging question, Halima. Um, but I think on a personal level, I guess the fact that perhaps our needs are not so different, um, that I guess, you know, um, the same way that a man has the desire to be respected and to be, you know, looked up to and appreciated, um, you know, a, a woman you know, has that same desire and if she's able to look up to her man and, you know, she's able to, to respect him, her love for him also grows. So I guess, um, yeah, that men and women may be, you know, different. We play different parts or roles in society, but at the heart of it, we are all human and we share um, very similar emotions, but have uh, different ways of expressing it. Rashida, I would like to thank you for taking the time to talk to us and to share with us um, your valuable advices and your, your journey. Jazakallah so much. Jazakallah, I appreciate it. His and Hers is a podcast about marriage and exploring the power of perspective. On His and Hers, I invite phenomenal guests to share their marriage story, challenges, marriage lessons, 
so that we can all learn from them. We talk about how to connect with ourselves, which helps us to better connect with our spouses. My hope is for us to explore the beauty of relationships and to remind ourselves and to remind each other about how we can complement each other simply by shifting our perspectives.